listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast. What's going on, FA Nation? John and Pembry here with Sean Mitchell, bringing you the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast here, recording for Thursday's 11-game main slate. Uh, Sean, back from the All-Star break. We had a nice little two-game teaser uh, for Wednesday, but we're really jumping into the thick of things here on a Thursday, which is generally one of the smaller slates uh, of the week, but they're giving us pretty much every team, uh, it seems like, on here. Some great matchups, a lot of injury news uh, to get to. Guys that were out from COVID, still out from COVID. Guys from injury, still out from injury. So uh, a lot, a lot, a lot to get to here on this big slate. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty monster slate, 11 games. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, not, not just a whole lot of huge totals on this slate either. I mean, you know, which you mentioned having lots of injury news, you know, Toronto's missing everybody. The Sixers are missing everybody. And then, you know, kind of in other spots, there are just a few injuries here and there. But, you know, basically 234 in Boston and Brooklyn, we know anytime you know, Brooklyn is, is in a game, that, that total is probably going to be over 230 easily. It uh, doesn't matter who they're playing. Uh, and then, you know, 239 with Minnesota and New Orleans. Um, 231, Golden State, LA Clippers, and then you know you got to have a, a few 227s with Houston, Sacramento. 226 with Phoenix and Portland for that late night hammer in Portland. Uh, so you know there's a couple of, of good totals, a couple of good games. Um, not anything, you know, not any that just really really stick out other than that Minnesota New Orleans game. Yeah, for sure. That's that's definitely one of the uh, better matchups. Uh, one that we're definitely going to be looking to target here. Um, Let's just jump into it. Like I said, we got a lot of players to get to, a lot of positions. Uh, FanDuel, we have two guys uh, over $10,000. Dame Lillard's at ten k a flat. Going up against Phoenix, not the greatest matchup there. And then we got Luka, second night of a back-to-back for him. He came off the All-Star break, went for 22-12-12 and 12, uh, in that game against San Antonio, over 38 minutes. Uh, both of those guys priced up top. We got Steph Curry at 9-7 against the Clippers. You got Kyrie Irving at 9K against Boston. That's your 9K uh, and above top tier. Um, those guys are all fine. Obviously, you know, if you want to go look against OKC, I'm perfectly okay with that. Steph at under 10K always seems uh, like a good matchup. And, of course, you have the Kyrie Irving sort of revenge narrative there uh, against Boston. I think Lillard's probably the only guy I wouldn't really have consideration for. Yeah, and, you know, I think that it's very contrarian. Um, if you do want to go with Lillard, I mean, the price is fair. Um, you know, we know he plays better at home. Uh, it, it's definitely not the matchup that you want. But, again, at the same time, it, it, that total is pretty is pretty high. Um, so, you know, if you want to be a contrarian, I think you can kind of look at Dame a little bit if you're, you know, playing in some large field tournaments or something. Um, but for me, I personally like Steph. Um, you know, this game has one of the higher totals. I think it's in the top three on the board. Um, which you wouldn't expect that, you know, going against LA Clippers here. But, you know, the Clippers have not exactly guarded the point guard spot well all season long. They've been in the top five, um, allowing the most points against for the point guard spot uh, for most of the season. So I think Steph's really interesting. Um, You know, he kind of put on a show for the All-Star break, uh, had the three-point contest and all that fun stuff. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I, I really like Steph in this spot here. I don't think a lot of people will go there just because it's the Clippers. I think a lot of people will probably pay the extra 500 and just go to Luca, um, which is totally fine too, like you mentioned. But yeah, for me, um, you know, and, and then the Kyrie situation, you know, he still Harden's, you know, still there. Um, I, I, I'm, it's you know, more cash. Obviously, we, we keep saying right. that um, Kyrie for me is is a continually a cash play with with at least one of the other two stars in. 
Uh, Durant, you know, is looking like he'll be out another week or so. Right. So, you know, we're going to get James Harden show for a little bit longer. Uh, but, yeah, I think for me, my favorite is Steph out of this group. Yeah, so again, high upside for them. I, I'm not really looking on this big slate to pay up for Luca, and we'll see if that ends up being um, a detriment or not. But, um, you know, the mid-tier here, Sean, is also absolutely loaded. I mean, Trey Young and FanDuel is $8,800 going up against Toronto. Right. On the flip side of that matchup, you have Kyle Lowry $8,500 going up against Atlanta. You have De'Aaron Fox at $8,500 going up against Houston. And you have John Wall at $8,200 going up against Sacramento. And LaMelo Ball's there at 89 against Detroit. Now, Devontae Graham is expected to play in this game. I don't know. I like your take on how you think that may impact uh, Ball's status here. They did come out and say that LaMelo will remain in the starting lineup. Uh, so we'll wait and see if they go with a sort of three-guard uh, starting lineup with Graham, Rozier, and Ball, if they shift Graham to the bench where he played games last season. Um, but, I mean, those those five guys right there in elite matchups, under $9,000, uh, the Trey Young price to me sticks out probably the most of the group. Yeah, um, I totally agree. Yeah, Trey Young at that price is, is kind of silly. Um, well under 9K, almost well yeah, under 9K. 99 on DraftKings. 99, yeah, I mean. on FanDuel. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, Trey has not been the Trey that we saw last season, I don't feel like. Like, he was just balling out, like, almost every game last season. He's had runs. He's, he's definitely had he has, he has, but it seems like he's been a little bit more passive this season. And, and I don't know. It might just be me thinking that. But to me, it feels like he's been a little bit more passive. He's not taking as many shots. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like he's trying to get more, you know, quant- or quality over quantity this year. Yeah, I mean, the, assist, the assists are are tremendous yeah. for him this year, so he's definitely yeah. passing the ball a little bit more. And that was something we even talked about when we did our first rankings before we came into the season, was that we felt like his assist numbers were going to be up this year. They are, even with all their injuries, you know, DeAndre Hunter and, and you know, all those guys that are, are you know, kind of been switching in and out, um, he's still been able to, to you know, have those assist numbers up. So I totally agree there with, with Trey Young. Just think that maybe his upside, and, and that might be, you know, it directly affected with his price, but his upside has not been what it was last year. Um, but, you know, looking at, you know, guys like John Wall against Aaron Fox here, I think is really interesting. That game has a pretty decent high total there. Uh, and Kyle Lowry. I mean, nobody ever plays this guy. I mean, <laughs> I play him in cash, but, I mean, with nobody active on their team, he has, like, huge GBP upside. Right. I mean, nobody ever plays him. And I bet nobody will even play in the night with, you know, their whole team out, which... Yeah, no, no Van Vliet, no Siakam, no Anobi again. If it, was, if it was anybody other than Atlanta, I probably wouldn't even look at him either. But, you know, we know this is going to be a fast-paced game. Um, and, and, yeah, you just kind of have to consider him, I think, just for the simple fact that he does have no nobody else. He could probably be seeing, like, a 35% usage rate tonight. <laughs> uh, you know, John Wall, again, against going against that De'Aaron Fox defense is something we always like to... To kind of fade. Um, he's looking real good right now. Yeah, he has. He's looked excellent. I mean, he's looked really good. And he's like, you know, his price really still hasn't gone up just a whole ton. Um, he should be yeah. a 9K player when he's like peak John Wall. And right. the last couple of games, over 30 actual in both of those games against Brooklyn and Cleveland, you're like, oh, John, those aren't good matchups. Well, uh, I mean, those are, are, are elite point guard matchups. Well, so Sacramento. So, like, yeah. you know. This is a great spot at eighty two hundred dollars. Yeah, the Lamelo Ball, like, kind of like you said, you know, with they they've shown that they they want to keep him on the floor. Um, I think that was kind of a detriment, as you you know said to with them keeping him in the starting lineup. Um, they know what he's capable of doing. I think he's earned his spot in that starting five. 
I think Devontae Graham probably comes off the bench. I don't mm-hmm. think they, they they mix up the the rotation. I think they probably bring him off the bench for that extra scoring power. Um, and Plus I think definitely and uh, Malik Monk value probably there. Yeah, I think Malik probably takes a huge hit with Graham back. Um, uh, he, we saw that he wasn't even in the rotation, you know, whenever the season started. Um, right. So, yeah, I think Malik takes probably the biggest hit. Um, you know, Gordon Hayward probably stays at the three. Uh, you know, as long as P.J. Washington stays healthy, he'll stay at the four. Uh, I know they did, they did run a rotation earlier this year. They had Graham, Rozier, Ball starting with Hayward at the uh, Hayward at the four and Washington at the five. So yeah. that would be a very small lineup, but I've, they, yeah. they definitely ran it. Yeah, and, you know, just thinking that, you know, Plumlee is kind of a bigger, a, a more traditional center but that can do a little bit more. I figure they'll probably want to have a bigger body at the center spot. I don't know. Um, it could. It could be. Um, it easily could be be that be that lineup. It wouldn't shock me. Uh, me, I think it, they'll probably bring Graham off the bench, I think, uh, and keep it the way it is. But but it's still, yeah, in 8,900 against Detroit, even with Daylon right back, um, is is still a very, a very, very exploitable spot for for Lamelo Ball here. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Uh, next tier down again, Chris Paul gets the matchup against Portland. I actually like that a lot. Yep. Uh, cash games probably a safer play. Uh, they did blow out Portland uh, the last time they played. So you look at Chris Paul's numbers; they they weren't great, but he only played 25 minutes in that game, gave uh, 20 fantasy points with the blowout there. But uh, point guards against Portland has been something we've been exploiting all season long, and yep. you know Chris Paul has been filling up the stat sheet, giving us you know near near 40 fantasy point uh, production all season long. So especially if Devin Booker doesn't play tonight. Uh, Chris Paul, Sands Booker, uh, earlier this year, a couple games, he was scoring like 30 actual, right? If you yeah. remember that run that he had there. So, uh, if Booker sits against Portland, $7,500, Chris Paul could be a core play for me. I mean, you kind of have to, I think, you know, I mean, at that price, that's so cheap. Um, he, you know, he has 50 point upside, we know it. Um, I do think that, you know, this is a little bit of a revenge spot for Portland here. So you could see this game being relatively close. Uh, I know the odds were pretty decently. Yeah, it's only a four-point spread. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I really like that. I think this game's going to be a lot closer, especially if Booker sits. I think Chris Paul is probably going to be a top play. Uh, I think you're going to have to, especially in cash. I mean, easily yeah. for cash. But I think he'll even have GPP appeal because we know that the upside that he's going to get with that extra usage bump and the, the spot's just too good. Uh, Kiba Walker against Brooklyn. We know that, you know, Kyrie doesn't play any defense. Um, that was really interesting. He yeah, really, he's, he's starting to play really well as well. He played really well there the, those last few games before the break. He was, you know, putting up 40 fantasy points a game. Uh, so I really like that spot. I think he's decent for cash as well at his price. Lonzo, as we mentioned, uh, going against Minnesota, the highest total board, uh, on, the highest total game on the board. Um, we know Minnesota has not been that great against point guard spot. Lonzo has been playing really well this season. Been coming on really strong late too, so you know he fills up the sheet. Drew Holiday still, uh, it, I know he was still coming off the bench. I mean, and he that was the only issue with playing him at that time. Um, and he only played 22 minutes. He made the game winner there at that last game against uh, Memphis there before the break. Still kind of off the radar. Um, if you know, if he does come back and starts this game, you know they bring him back to the starting lineup, and he's playing. We think he can play 28 to 30 minutes. That changes things. But uh, at the same time, it is against New York, who's actually been pretty decent uh, on the right. defensive side of the ball, like in all positions, really. Um, so yeah, for me, it's Chris Paul. Then I think Lonzo. Uh, then Kimba, I believe. Uh, Kimba's 
is just an integral. That's spot. a chem is a game stack play for me. Um, yeah. Because, like you said, like at that at the price point, I'm probably going to find a couple hundred dollars for for Paul. Even if Booker plays, I'm still. I still really like Chris Paul in this matchup against Portland. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, if you need the savings a little bit, like Lonzo against Minnesota is is one of the better matchups, again, on the board that I think we can find. Um, Kobe White has scored over 30 fantasy points in, in, like, five of the last six games going into the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. And now he's getting a Philadelphia team that is, you know, no Ben Simmons, no Joel Embiid. So this game, you know, if those guys were healthier, we would have been looking at probably like a near double-digit spread Philadelphia's way. But now it's... You know, it's Shake Milton, it's you know, Tobias Harris, it's the backups here going up against Philadelphia, I um, mean, going up against Chicago. So I think at 5,900, again, Kobe White kind of gets a little boost here now knowing sort of the way the game may be played. Right. Yeah. I mean, GPPs probably, I mean, probably wouldn't go for him in cash, especially with the Bulls being a four-point favorite here. Uh, where just like as you said, if if everybody for Philadelphia was playing, you're probably looking at a, you know, minus eight, minus nine for Philly here. Right. Um. Yeah, you know, I think GPP for me for Kobe, I think he, you know, is is doesn't exactly have a lot of cash appeal at 6K. I think you can just go up a little bit more and, you know, get Kimba or Chris Paul, like we already kind of talked about, or John Wall, or you know. So I totally agree with that. I think, I mean, it's a, I think he's great for tournaments. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Um, the next group is, is kind of losing some value for me. You know, Kendrick Nunn, everybody came back and only played 25 minutes that game before the break. Dennis yeah. Smith Jr., we're going to have to wait and figure out what the deal on Wright news, like if he does truly uh, play. I know he's questionable for this game, so if Wright is out, I think we can go back uh, to DSJ. He's 5500 against Charlotte. I think that's fine. Um, Brunson Price is getting a little bit too expensive for me. Um you know, he was really good off the bench for a run there, but now up over 5K feels yeah. a bit steep. Um, Goran Dragic's played over 30 minutes in four of the last uh, three of the last four games. He's 5,300. I could probably take a, sw- a swing there against Orlando. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, you know, Orlando's still dealing with all of their own injuries. Um, yeah, I don't mind Goran. He, he, you know, was starting to come, come around there towards the end of the break uh, with the Heat having all their – issues at the guard spot anyway um he's one of the more stable guys so i think definitely at 5-3 he's definitely worth a look uh than, than GDP, yeah, probably. yeah yeah likely he just doesn't have um you know near as much upside if unless there's guys out um, right you know, jimmy butler kendrick nunn all those guys in uh tyler hero uh duncan robinson i think with all those guys in he kind of lacks that upside that you're going to need um for tournaments yeah but um other than that, yeah, once you, you know Ricky Rubio, uh, if you kind of want to go there with with Russell still out, I think he's getting consistent run. He, you know, Blake Beasley's out with the suspension, so lots of usage to be had there. Uh, yep. Ricky Rubio's in, you know, going down to Shake Milton against Chicago. We know, Chicago. yeah, Shake Shake for sure at forty two hundred against Chicago. He may be one of the highest owned players of the entire night. I mean, I think earlier this, you, look, you look at that game stretch when Embiid and and and. Um, and Simmons were out with COVID, like Shake was like carrying that team. So, yep. Yep. Um, you know, the, the one question I guess would be, you know, we've seen when Simmons was out the last couple times, they had yep. started Seth Curry at point guard, but, you know, and, and you know, they started Furkan in, in, in place, but we'll, we'll, this should be a game where Shake starts, but 
Uh, I think even if Shake comes off the bench here, there there's still some tremendous upside for him. And that's the thing is like he's usually the first guy off the bench, and he usually plays thirty minutes. I mean, he's he's just that six man, you know, that kind of comes in and helps fuel the offense a little bit, and then he yeah. usually pr- particularly plays quite a bit of minutes. So um, definitely liking that. What do, you, what do you think about Elf? I mean, there's no Derrick Rose. He played 35 minutes against Detroit when he came back from his injury stint and gave you 26 and 4. Now, I know it's it's Milwaukee, you know, and, and it could be a tough matchup for them. But, I mean, like, both he and Michael Carter-Williams with no Evan Fournier, the last two games for, for Michael Carter-Williams, 37 and 44 fantasy points, yeah. uh, you know, really filling up the stat sheet, taking on a little bit more offense there. Yeah, and it was against Atlanta and Dallas. I mean, not that I'm trying to like discount. No, no. I mean, those are good. That's a good point. These are definitely tougher matchups. You know, Peyton against Milwaukee, MCW against Miami. Yeah, I would be more prone to playing Elf in this spot in the you know up tempo game here, uh, much much faster pace here against Milwaukee uh, than playing Michael Carter against Miami at the same price. I just feel like. Miami is just one of them teams that I've just come to realize that you likely don't want to play guards against. They guard, they guard the guards really well. Um, they can be more exploitable, I think, in the front court because um, they're a little bit undersized. But, yeah, for me, I think it's Elf. And I think Elf's totally fine for tournaments. I think his price is cheap. Like you mentioned, though, Derrick Rose. Um, and, you know, they're still not giving um, uh, quickly, you know, the run – I don't understand why, but yeah, they're, they're not even playing him. Yeah, it's so up and down. Like, you never know when he's going to play 15 minutes or 20 minutes or eight minutes. I mean, so I think Elf, like you said, is just kind of locked into that role now, um, with, especially, you know, with, with Derrick Rose out. Uh, so, yeah, I think Elf is a, is a good spot. I like that. Uh, good call there. I want to ask you about uh, Jordan Poole. Um, do we think that he's going to get more run at, after the comments by Steve Kerr? And I know we can't ever really, you know, exactly trust what coaches say, especially Kerr, um, considering he would say that, you know, like Steph was going to be monitored and then he'd play like 38 minutes. But, you know, he did say that, you know, Jordan Poole earned some more minutes, um, you know, with their offense. Uh, you know, Jordan Poole came back from the G League, played that very last game, put up 40-something fantasy points, had a really good game just in 26 minutes. Um, well, put up 37, I should say. 26 actual, three boards, one assist, one block, and a steal. Um, I know that there was guys resting. Uh, I know Steph rested. I know Dre rested. Um, I don't think they had James Wiseman or something of that nature. But anyway, um, do you believe that he gets more minutes in the rotation, or do you think it's just um, – I mean, it's – it's. I think that he certainly deserves uh, – you know, he was he wasn't even on the floor for the most of this year, right? Like, I, I definitely think that they could probably use him off the bench. I think he is more he gives more upside than Brad Wanamaker does, right? Like, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think he cuts into there. But I mean, as long as Steph's healthy, there's never going to be really any fantasy value, right. yeah. Minute, you know? Yeah. All okay. right. Yeah. Which I mean, and that's kind of more so what I was thinking. You know, three point five, or I'm sure he's probably in the three K range on on DK as well. Maybe being just a tournament punt, getting that you know run off the bench where you might get some minutes without Steph. Um, but you know, then who loses out? I guess maybe Damian Lee or you know somebody of that nature. So anyway, um, that's really all I saw on the point guard list. Cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, shooting guard James Harden is eleven five. I mean, there's he's the most expensive player on the slate. 
It's up against Boston. You know, he's giving you, you know, nearly nightly 60 to 70 fantasy point production. It's an 11 game slate. There's definitely value to be had. You know, I guess my question is if you're spending up tonight, are you spending it up on James Harden against Boston or would you go Giannis against the Knicks? Like, you know, those are the top two price guys here, both over 11K, the only two guys over 11K. You know, where does Harden rank for you as your top tier plays? I mean, yeah, I, I really want to like the James Harden spot. Um, Marcus Smart is expected to play today. And that that's kind of where I'm kind of pulling back a little bit because, um, I mean, I hate to say it, but Marcus Smart is just a pest. I mean, do we think that he jumps back into 30-plus minutes? I mean, uh, So they said he will be limited, but we've seen coaches say limited and a guy plays 25 <laughs> minutes, right? So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And I, he and Harden do have like a history – of Marcus Smart just getting under his skin. Um, you know, there let's, was a couple of... Let's say, like, it could be a situation where they only put him on the floor when Harden's on the floor, which, you right. know, James Harden has been playing 37 minutes a game. So if you're still getting, you know, 25 to 28 minutes of Marcus Smart defense on him, you know, I don't feel like he can likely have that upside, especially at 11.5 or whatever price he is on DraftKings, which I'm sure is probably around the same. Yeah, his DraftKings but, price is 11K. Giannis is the highest price at 11.1. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Giannis probably has just quite a bit more um, upside in this matchup, I think. Um, so I, I think I have to go with Giannis over over James Harden as far as the top spin out. Okay. Um, Zach, Zach Levine's 9,400 against that Philadelphia team. Uh, they faced Philadelphia back in the 19th. He went for 35 and five in that game for 48 Fanduel points. I mean, you know, Levine has been one of my, I think, one of my biggest like breakout players of the year. But I also never, ever really roster him, right? Like, you know, I look at the 9400. I'm like, you know, oh, good, he's gonna give me like 45 to 50. But so can Paul George at 7800 dollars, right? Like, you know, I almost never roster Zach Levine, but this is a great spot for Zach Levine. So like, if you are are not spending up for Harden if you like your value, especially if you're game stacking this one, like get Zach Levine in your lineup. But yeah. I mean, it, it's a big jump in price due to injuries and this position has a lot of value that, you know, I love, you know, especially, you know, it's a yeah. 94, all fine and dandy. Looking but, at under 8K range. Yeah, Paul George, 78. Alexander, Paul George. Oladipo, Oladipo went from 60 against Brooklyn. He's still seventy seven hundred. They didn't move his price tag, so no. like he and John Wall, one of the you know the oopty doop here against Sacramento, yeah. uh, you know they're 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 a great matchup right there. Well, yeah, and I mean we just talked about how Michael Carter Williams put up forty you know seven fantasy points against Dallas, and here we get Shake Gilgis Alexander at seven point <laughs> nine against the same Dallas team at home. Yeah, um, who I think can probably go for fifty two. I mean, yeah. The spot's good. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I totally agree. The spot's good for him. PG, um, Oladipo against Sacramento is great. Uh, you know, even Halliburton against Houston. Halliburton before you know the the break, and I'm not sure if he's uh, going to be limited or not. I know he was uh, injured. Yeah. There. So, so I did see something this morning, though he's not listed on the injury report, that he likely will have a minutes restriction. Uh, why can't you just let us know? Right, <laughs> like. Right. You you know you know if you're going to be limited or not. So, um, so yeah. So I probably not. Even though it's a great matchup, probably can't touch it if he's going to be right. limited. 
Um, especially with Oladipo does a hundred bucks more, um, you know, easy, easy played there, but even does below, take, like, does that take you off Buddy Hield a little bit? Who's actually was playing extremely well. There um, with Halliburton up? Probably just a little bit. Cause if Halliburton's going to be active and plays 22 minutes tonight, like him just being on the floor, it takes away from healed, right? Like that's yeah, just and you just see the production levels. I mean, with, with Halliburton off the floor, you know, Buddy put up 42, 48, 31 in yeah. those three or four games that, that Halliburton wasn't on the floor. And if you just kind of look at his other game logs, I mean, he's got a few 30 pointers in there, but most of them are in that 20 to you know 30 point range, which obviously is, is not what you're looking for. I know we've talked about Buddy Hill being a volume shooter. Uh, we've talked about that. Uh, so, yeah, tournaments, <clears throat> tournaments likely uh, easily is, is going to be the look. I'm going to be a sucker for Anthony Edwards. Too, yeah. yeah. i be a sucker for Anthony Edwards. I love matchups against New Orleans on the wing. And, again, no Beasley, no Russell. Like, right. $6,500. I, I, I'm just high on the kid. Like, we kind of criticized him a little bit to start the year because he just – you know, he looked like nothing but a Wasn't sh- putting it together at all. Yeah, he didn't. He, but but you since they moved him into the starting lineup and they're just, like, committing to giving him reps, like, the scoring's been there. He's giving you rebounds, which is nice. Usually, he's also giving you, like, three, four steals. You know, there. Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, assists. There's been steals and blocks in these games. So, like, I, he really does have a high ceiling. Um, yeah. And this is a good matchup against New Orleans. Like, they just – they're not a good defensive team. That's true. That's true. I mean, he – if this is going to be the spot, I mean, it would be the spot of spots, I feel like, um, mm-hmm. for him. Um, you know, highest total on the board. He's going to play 35-plus minutes. Um, and it's a good matchup. I totally agree with everything you said. Um, again, it, it's a big slate, so there's just a lot of great spots. What What's your take on Terrence Ross here? Again, I know we don't like going up against Miami, but no Evan Fournier. He's dropping 40 fantasy points again. So, you know, $5,700, a guy that can give you – Seven x return. I mean, you know, where where do you stand on, on Terrence Ross here? I'm 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 kind of you even moved into the starting lineup and produced, which is your big bugaboo usually. You know? I don't know, and that's you know that was one of the things where I'm like I'm just so I'm so split on Terrence Ross because much like you know like Buddy Hield, um, he needs lots of shots. I mean, he has to have lots of shots to to basically do what he does. Um, and that's the only thing that really worries me is because Miami's not going to give him a lot of those free looks that he might get against some, you know, lesser defensive teams. Sure. That's, that's what, that's what, I, you know, that's what pushes me away, especially at five, seven near 6,000, you know, you're looking at you you have to have 30 points for value. Um, and I just don't feel like that's something that he can consistently do against a really good Miami defense. I mean, if you look through some of his logs, I mean, yes, he's hitting 30 points, but you know, that's why we always say that Terrence Ross is, is, you know, usually that, that cash lock play. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I, I don't mind it for tournaments, but I don't think I'd probably touch him in cash. Um, Bruce Brown continues to play a lot of minutes with no Kevin Durant. You know, if you're looking for cheap exposure to Boston and Brooklyn, he's not going to draw um, Marcus Smart. We know that. So $5,300 right. for Bruce Brown seems like a pretty good bargain right now for a guy that's gone for 30, 39, 29, 26, 35, 37. Fantasy points. Very well. he's been, Bruce Brown has been playing. I mean, he's been a staple of this team with Durant. They got him for basically free yeah. from Detroit. What a what a mistake in Detroit. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's been a really really good pickup for them. I mean, 
You didn't. We saw flashes of Bruce Brown when he played for Detroit. When he, you know, was getting those starter minutes, he put up some good numbers. I mean, you know, and for him to be able to do this with a team like Kyrie Irving and and James Harden and those guys being on the floor most of the time when he's on the floor, it's really impressive. I mean, it's just really impressive stuff. He's playing extremely well. I totally agree. Um, other than that, you know, once you kind of get down there in the value tier, you know, Seth Curry obviously against Chicago at four point two. Is really interesting. I know Wayne Ellington's been playing good minutes, putting up good numbers against Charlotte. That's a pretty good spot. Uh, yeah, I wonder with Josh Jackson and Grant back if that's uh, that, who else is back. Josh Jackson and Jeremy Grant are both active today. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you said Graham, and I was like, wait, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, both of those yeah. guys had been out, which well, is I why mean, they were. That, you know, Ellington was starting. You know, with all those guys in before. You know, before he yeah. got in. Well, he was starting, but Jackson was subbing for him off the bench, basically, yeah. as a sixth man, and, and Jackson was playing 30 minutes, and Ellington was sort of getting uh, short-sticked there. But, I mean, he was playing really well. Like, he, he's certainly yeah. somebody that could, could deserve to stay on the floor. It just seems like the way their rotation was going, he wasn't getting much of the looks when sure. a guy like Jackson or Grant were active. Yeah, totally, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. That's true, you know. Uh, Terrence Davis is questionable, but you look at Davis, you know, started the last game against Boston with everybody out, had 33 fantasy points. If you're looking for a value play against Atlanta, you know, if he starts once again for this depleted Toronto team, like, there, there's definitely a look there. And, and I feel the same way for Seth Curry. Uh, same price tag, $4,200, no yep. Simmons, no Embiid. You know, a guy that should – be in position to be successful here in the really good matchup against Chicago. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I totally agree there. I uh, feel like he could easily be a cash play. Um, feel like he should. As, as long as Philadelphia can somewhat keep this game close, which I believe they can, even with their B and C team in. Um, yeah, Seth Curry should have excellent, excellent value here against Chicago. And then on the flip side, you get all the – you know, guys from Philadelphia that we kind of talked about earlier, you know, Cork Maz, Terrence Mann's likely going to see some good minutes. Uh, both of those guys are extremely cheap, 3.5 for Terrence Mann, 3.5 for Cork Maz. Um, so there's your value, obviously, I feel like. Uh, I feel like you could easily pay down at the shooting guard spot here if you don't, you know, like want to pay up for a Harden or pay up for, you know, some of those guys in the mid-tier that we were talking about, Shea Gilgis-Alexander and, you know, uh, Victor Oladipo. Um, Eric Gordon's questionable too. I didn't even see yep. that. So that could play well into Victor Oladipo as well. Uh, so something to keep an eye on as well. I feel yep. like yeah, most of your value is probably going to be right there with the Philly team. Yeah, definitely. Philly team for sure. And then, of course, still Toronto guys are right. yep. priced a bit down. Um, small forward position, Jimmy Butler against Orlando is at $9,600. That's bordering too expensive it feels like for Jimmy Butler against Orlando. I know the last three games for him, 61, 57, 52 fantasy points. So, I mean, like, it's not like he can't be that man, but uh, you know, for $300, 300 bucks cheaper, you, you get Kawhi against Golden State. I feel like, you know, that would be a more appealing matchup for me. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's a pretty easy pick right there. I mean, you – you just know that Miami and Orlando could easily end up like eighty-nine to seventy, <laughs> where you know this this uh, this Clippers game and Gold State game has a really good total. Um, Kawhi, I feel like, can be a core play at that price. I feel like he's way too cheap, even with Draymond. I don't even care. Like I know Draymond's an excellent defender, but Kawhi's just 
He's just a better offensive player, I feel like. Leonard's under 9K on DraftKings. That's just – I mean, I guess it was because he missed those last couple of games before the break, and then, um, you know, I guess they just didn't feel like he, his price should go back up to where it originally usually is. So, yeah, but, I, mean, that's I don't know, but that's uh, – that's, 8900 draft games for against Golden State is a big price there. Yeah, but I mean, and, and that's kind of what I was saying. Like, this has kind of been a deal with him all year. Like, he's rarely been at a 10K mark. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know he's got Paul George, and and they they share the usage a lot. And but there's really nobody else on that team. You know, Serge gets a little bit, um, but you know, Pat Dev's not a not a high usage guy. No. There, there's really nobody else on that team that just gets the, the usage that these two guys get. So I just feel like it's crazy that they keep pricing him down like this. And yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, like Paul George has been the same, you know, on, on yeah. FanDuel. I know we talked Price about it. Wise, yeah. $7,800 is just like, what? What's, like, what's, what's going on? on? <laughs> you know, like, that's that's exactly. just it's, far, it's far too cheap. Far too cheap. Um, Jalen Brown under 8K on FanDuel, $7,900 against Brooklyn. I like. I like Brown there. Um, you know, he's that's a good price for him. We've seen him up over 8K a handful of times. He's 8,100 on DraftKings. So, uh, yeah. you know, get the price coming down a little bit because he had been dealing with a, a knee problem. But, you know, played 22 minutes in the All-Star game, so I'm going to assume that the knee's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or else why is he playing that much? Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah, I like Jalen Brown. I think it's more, you know, like you said, kind of more cashy type. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously this, the upside should still be there against Brooklyn. Uh, we know James Harden doesn't exactly play the best defense either. So, yeah, don't find that spot. Uh, Brandon Ingram against Minnesota, obviously, is a, is a decent look. I know his price is getting back down a little bit. And, yeah, he's 7.7 on FanDuel. Gets an absolutely great spot here in a, in a very high, high uh, fast-paced environment. Yeah, scored uh, 30 North actual Dallas. against Minnesota earlier this year. He scored what? 30 actual against okay. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota's just that team like that Atlanta was last year. They play fast. They don't play a lot of defense, except Atlanta's actually playing defense this year. They've actually been pretty pretty decent on the uh, defensive side. Uh, but Minnesota's not. Like, Minnesota is yeah. one of the worst defensive teams I think I've ever seen. Um, yeah. And also that creates cause for worry of a blowout, considering the fact that the Pelicans are minus eight favorites here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Minnesota's missing a few key players. Uh, so that that is something to keep in, and remember. Um, and yeah. you're more, more of a tournament play. But I'll tell you who's the ultimate cash play, and that is Norman Powell at 7.5. Yeah, um, I mean, again, just the fact that nobody's active for them, and he's been balling out all season anyways. Yeah, uh, it's a great matchup here against Atlanta. I know I just kind of talked up Atlanta as far as the defensive side goes, but – you know, just for the opportunity, the minutes, the usage that that Norman Powell is going to get tonight, it's 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 very very, very very good look for his price. I agree with you. Um, it's just he's just going to be a core play for me as long yeah, as everybody's out. Just, I mean, I'm even I'd play him in all formats. I mean, cash yeah. for sure, uh, but he'll be an all format play for me. Um, Harrison Barnes against Houston are under seven K. I have no problem going there. Um, yeah. Good cash game guy generally, but you look at his numbers again recently and 41, 50, 41, 31, 26. Yeah, I know he's got upside. Yeah, I know Halliburton was out for those games, so that probably maybe helped just a bit, but knowing Halliburton's gonna be limited, it's not gonna take away much from Harry V. But we've also seen sparks from him this year when right. Halliburton was active and he was giving you 40 plus. So under 7K, great matchup against Houston. I, I'm 
a lot of Harrison Barnes today, likely a core play for me um, in cash games. Sorry, Dougie Fresh, if you're listening to this, I know uh, Harrison Barnes, you you hate him, but uh, we're we're, going to go back on the Harry B train today. Yeah, we're we're not jumping off the train just yet. I mean, Houston's too good of a spot. Um, Total's nice. He's, you know, his his floor has been really, really good. Um, and, and everything that you said is, is totally correct. <clears throat> um, I mean, honestly, the next tier to me, like the R.J. Barrett, Mikael Bridges, Carmelo Anthony, I have no... Yeah, I, I have, like, smiled interest in Mikael Bridges. But that's about it. Mikael, for me, is probably yeah. um, where I would take a look. I think Josh Hart could be used in GPPs against Minnesota. Yeah. He tends to get on the floor in blowouts, too, so, like... Yeah. You know, like he's kind of an all-around play. How do you feel about Kevin Porter? I was gonna uh, say that's gonna be so so interesting. He's come right? off the bench, right? So like he's their backup point guard. They already said that. Right. How many minutes is he really gonna play? Like they're not gonna take like, John Wall off the floor. Wall's playing thirty-five minutes a game. It feels like. And yeah. Where is so he like, slot in? Like who? I don't. I guess like what was David Nawaba playing? Like twenty minutes a night, right? Like he's already out. So like. Yeah. Does, does he just take Nawab's minutes, right? Does he play 22 minutes? Right? Like, Porter is out, too. I mean, we could see Porter be the first guy off the bench other than Daniel which Daniel House is out. Is he – I don't know if he's – is he ruled out? I think uh, he – House is also ruled out, yes. Yeah, so if Eric Gordon sits as well, I think Porter is going to be very interesting in this game. Yeah, he, definitely just a GVP dart. I can't sure. – I don't know how he's no. – I mean, this is his first time playing with the team, right? Like – there's, there's certainly a lot of question marks, but I love Kevin Porter. I mean, like, I, I liked Porter, him last year. That just opens up so many more opportunities for him as far as assists goes and scoring. I mean, yeah. if he can, you know, if he can get on the floor without John Wall, obviously. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough either way because then you then you think it's like, well, Victor Oladipo is going to be on the floor whenever he's not. So yeah, I mean, GPP probably, and his price is just too expensive. Um, he hasn't even played yet. He's almost 5K. I guess, you know, like the the word got around. I, I don't know. I, I don't see how he can just come straight out of not playing in any games and, and be almost 5K. So, yeah, I'll probably wait. And, you know, I mean, unless like all those guys are out um, and, you and, you know, he fits as a last piece in a tournament or something. Yeah, that might be all I maybe look for in towards him tonight. Yeah. Um... Further down, you know, guys are back, so I guess I guess Gallinari's probably not the option. But I mean, like he played 39 minutes against Orlando the last time. But I think was Capella out of that game? Something happened where where he got a, just a ton of run. But there's no Reddish tonight, and there's still no Hunter. Oh. Like uh, you know, Gallinari maybe a tournament dart. Like I, I don't know. You just—you never know what what minute he—it's it, it, kind of like Chris Boucher we talked about before we right. on. Like you never know if he's going to play thirty minutes or if he's going to play eighteen. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where you don't ever know. I mean, it's—we, I mean, as far as we know, we have faded that you know small forward spot against Toronto all year long. Um, obviously, all of their guys are out, so that kind of right. changes that dynamic a little bit. But still, yeah, you know, you're. It's not like their defense is getting better by their second unit playing. Um, so I think Gallinari is interesting in tournaments. I don't know if I could go there and cash just too much variance. You never know. Like I said, it's a good spot, though. I mean, it's a really good spot. Yeah. So definitely like it for tournaments. I think you can maybe lean there cash. I mean, I think you can probably bank on him getting at least 22 minutes probably in a, in a you know, on average, if you're looking at like a, 
of a range. Yeah, I think if I'm going to go like a cash game play for this range, I may look more so for like Joe Harris than than Gallinari or Derek Jones, who's sort of similar price point. Um, Smith, who we know will probably play, you know. Yeah, yeah. Those to me, those feel more cashy than than Gallinari because, like you said, the minutes inconsistency. So even Danny um, Green down here at four point one. You know, Danny Green is an interesting one for sure with those guys ruled out. Yeah. You know, so I I may lean more in that direction, but I think he's an interesting GDP dart. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree there. there. Um, Power forward again. We talked about Giannis against New York. It's going to be a good spot for him. Uh, flip side, Randall's 9,400. Probably not going to go there against Giannis, but I do like Zion here um, going up against Minnesota. I think that's going to be one of my favorite power forward plays today. Yeah, I really like Zion as well. I mean, that's just playing amazing. Did You know, had, had a nice little run there in the All-Star game. Um, he's really good. I mean, he's really turned it on there. I feel like we're going to get – probably some of the best basketball out of him to for this last part of the season, getting that playoff push. I mean, New Orleans is not a bad team. They're really not. They're pretty dang good. Um, and that's the bad thing is that Minnesota is, is not really good. <laughs> so um, I really like Zahn. Uh, kind of worried, you know, about the spread, kind of worried that, that uh, Minnesota can hang around all game. But other than that, like he should, he should – like smash this this game like this should be a total. Yeah, he had a double double against them in the in their first meeting, so, right. I, so I don't see an issue there. Uh, Tatum under nine k. I mean, again, just an elite player. You know, I I think under nine k actually is a great price for him. I was uh, wondering why Chris Stapps is only seven point seven. He's been like that. He's been in the mid seven k's for a while. That's it's such a back a good to, spot too. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's back spot. to back, but he's been playing. He's been playing back to back, so like. You know, I don't think it's a huge deal. Now, the last back-to-back, I guess I have to look at the box score here. He played thirty. He only played twenty-five minutes against Golden State after playing thirty-four against Atlanta. So, is that a blowout situation, or did he limit him on the second night of a back-to-back? Because he had been sitting back-to-back, so that's something yeah. to, to watch. Um, if well, he's he still, even if he gets twenty-eight minutes. At seven point seven against the OKC team that has not been able to guard the front court very well. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like yeah. he still has a little value. There is, there is. I, I worry a, a bit, but you're right. There, it's not. It's a good matchup for him. So, um, Colin seven five is a GBP only play. He just has let us down too many times this year to trust him, even in a great spot against Toronto. What do you think about Draymond here against the Clippers? Yeah. Uh... I don't think I'm. I, I don't think I'm going to go there. <laughs> well, I actually, I guess we don't even have to worry about that. We're, we're, Tobias Harris is sixty nine hundred. I was going to say like Tobias is the chalk play yeah. period. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's easily, but I even like Jeremy Grant more at a hundred dollars cheaper against Charlotte. I mean, okay. I, I think Jeremy would probably be my 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 uh, GPP you know pivot here off Tobias. Um, I think Grant is in an excellent spot here. Charlotte has not really been that great against a small forward spot either, or, or power forward for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Jeremy Grant can probably have a 40-point game here. I feel like he can score just as much as Tobias. And I feel like Tobias, you know, um, is still having to share the floor with some guys who are higher-usage players like Shake Milton. Uh, Seth Curry, can, uh, he likes to get his shots. I feel like I feel like Tobias is, is easily going to be the chalk, and I feel like he could easily still give us, you know, just 40 fantasy points or 35. Like, I feel like that's easily an outcome that he can have. 
Um, yeah, I'm going to see right now. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be high, but I want to look at it anyway. So without Embiid and Simmons on the floor, Harris has a 29.6% usage rate. It's 1.22 fantasy points per minute. Uh, uh, Dwight Howard's at 1.13 fantasy points per minute. And Shake Milton has a 27% usage rate as well. Just yep. a tick under one uh, fantasy point per minute. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get to Dwight. Obviously, you know, he's probably going to be one of the higher center, center options tonight against Chicago uh, for sure. Um, you know, that's just going to be a good matchup for, for both of those guys. But we've been burned by that before as well. Like the, They'll start Howard, but play him like 15 minutes. And next thing you know, like Mike Scott's getting second half run or wow. you know, stuff yeah. like that. So it happened plenty of times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Boucher played 35 minutes against Boston. Do we think we get that again here against Atlanta? I, I mean, who else do they have? I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> it, gets, it gets to that spot where, you know, Toronto could literally be playing like, you know, 10 or 11 guys tonight. And yeah, Chris Boucher easily should be the guy that plays 35 minutes. I mean, should be. <laughs> Especially, you know, playing against Capella, who's a bigger center. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't play Boucher here over Aaron Baines. Or, I mean, I guess Baines is more of the traditional bigger center, but yeah. Boucher is probably, you know, the better defender, in my opinion. Um, so, and obviously the more offensive upside player yep. of the two. Um, sure. so yeah, I mean, you you would think that Boucher easily plays at least thirty minutes here, if not more. Uh, I would I would think that would be the case for sure. Um, you know, he's and again, it's a really good GPP price for him. He's probably going to be in a lot of lineups tonight, and I think Toronto's just going to have a lot of exposure because of their situation, anyways. And, and his sure. price hasn't moved, so uh, the fact that he played thirty five minutes, I think, gives a lot of hope uh, yeah. for his upside. But even then. <laughs> You know, 24 minutes against Detroit, he gave you 35. 27 minutes against Houston, he gave you 28. So, like, he still is a very high fantasy point-per-minute player, so it's just upside there. So, um, and I think against Atlanta is, is a really good spot to go ahead and throw him in there. Um, where else are you, are you taking a look at power forward? Uh, you know, I'm kind of looking at P.J. Washington. Um, obviously, you know, what we just talked about scenarios where he could easily be playing the four and the five or both, you know, like, you know, one um, – We've, we've seen him play really well. Um, I know Graham coming back is not exactly the best thing for him, but if you look at his last few games, 43-65, did have an eight-point fantasy point uh, outing against Portland uh, two games ago where he did play 30 minutes, just had an awful shooting night, had four turnover, turnovers, um, only had three rebounds. Uh, he just kind of got eight up. And I think Ennis Canner just totally smashed that game. I think he had like 16 or 18 rebounds. Um, but you know, this is a good spot for him. And then he had 39 last game against Minnesota. Um, Detroit, as we've talked about, is, is not being very good against fours or fives, really. Um, certainly fives. So I think PJ Washington's interesting. Um, you know, other than that, I think, you know, kind of Miles Bridges probably gets the boot a little bit with, uh, with yeah, he probably uh, gets, probably gets a little bit knocked down there for sure. Um, Jay Sean T. I think it's still fine. You know, 31 minutes the other night against Brooklyn. There no, there's no house. There's no Nwaba. Yeah. yeah, they did bring back Kenyon Martin, but like I can't imagine that he's gonna play over Tate. So like, uh, I, th- I think I think Tate's safe here against Sacramento. Yeah, I think it's fine. I'm totally I'm totally okay with that. Um, I think that's that's a decent look. Yeah, I like yep. Patrick Williams still 4300 against Philadelphia. Yeah, playing, playing minutes can be productive. Um, I think he's a good guy. And then what do you, 
this is a guy I've had my eye on for GBP darts over on DraftKings more than FanDuel, but have you taken a look at Nick Claxton at all? And, and I like, just, what, actually, I was just looking at his game log as you mentioned. Yeah, I, so I've I played him at like 3K on DraftKings a couple it, times. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, of Tom Ward. I mean, look at his his minutes compared to his fantasy outputs. I mean, right. 15 minutes against Orlando, 33 FanDuel points. 17 minutes against San Antonio, 34 FanDuel points. 16 minutes against Houston, 27 FanDuel points. You know, it's that same GPP, you know, uh, uh, I guess uh, appeal to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's boom or bust, but, like, he yeah. gets on the floor. He's, he's high usage, right? Like, and... Yeah. You know, he, he gives you a little bit of everything. Now, like, yes, a lot of this production has come in games where they've had blowouts, but, like, yes. there's no Blake Griffin again tonight. Like, he's been ruled out. Uh, Jeff Green is questionable to play tonight. Like, if they're missing front core pieces, you know, yeah. Claxton's going to probably still get his 15 to 18 minutes tonight. Yeah, easily. I mean, that's, that's fair. You know, I mean, fair, he should – still get you know that amount of minutes that's that's just regular run you know so right i totally agree there um i think that's totally fine uh i think jay crowder's is probably decently um yeah gpp's against portland what do you think about al farouk amino scoring 30 fantasy points last game in just (laughs) minutes uh i mean i'm glad to see the minutes are going up i don't know if i mean yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's like I said, they they are exploitable a little bit in the front court. I feel like because I mean, yeah. I know Kelly O is a decent defender. You know, Bam is a good good defender. Um, but we've seen centers and power forwards have some pretty good games against Miami. So, you know, I feel like at three point five, I feel like he can easily be a slot yeah, in. If you're looking for a mid price play, I th- I don't think it's uh yeah. yeah, I don't think it's awful. Um, Other than that, yeah. though, I see nothing. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I don't, I don't think there's much else down here either. So let's jump to center. Um, da- I'll throw Dario Saric as a as a dark throw GPP play too. You know, mm-hmm. he's another high usage point per play, point per fancy point per minute play. Um, you know, when they get on the floor, uh, center uh, Vucevic against Miami. I'm not really interested too much there. Towns against New Orleans, sort of the same thing. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't think I'm paying up for center. Um, you know, you get Capella against Toronto at 8,500. I think that's super appealing to me. Um, Rishon Holmes is at 6,800 against Houston. I, I think that's a really, um, really interesting spot there as well. Yeah. Um, I like Towns in that matchup, especially because, you know, if you're going to be running some Pelicans, you're going to want probably a run back. I think Towns could be a run back in that spot. Um, I like Holmes. Yeah, I like Holmes. I'm there with you on that one. Uh, I think Cantor's is a decent GPP play. Um, you know, you know, Aiton is, is not exactly a bully rebounder that Cantor right. is. I feel like he can kind of own the glass and own the own the paint a little bit against uh, against DeAndre Aiton. Um, Mason Pumley is really interesting. The guy's been he just had a triple double um, a couple right. games ago. So Mason Pumley always a, a GPP dart. Um, you know, Al Horford's back at under 6K. I uh, feel yep. like he's going to have to play really well if they want to stay in that game. And uh, it's a good matchup against Dallas. You know, yeah. generally centers against Dallas are, are, are in decent spots. And if you feel like KP is going to be limited minutes, I mean, yeah, you think if Al Horford plays 35 or 32 minutes here, that he should easily be able to exceed value at that price. Uh, Maryland's Noel is, is decent against Milwaukee at fast pace. He's been playing tons of minutes. I could I could maybe bite on Robert Williams. You know, we talked about Claxton there, but 
three of the last four games for Robert Williams over 20 minutes now. So like that's that's definitely encouraging. I mean, that's exactly what we talked about by, you know, him not getting the minutes, not getting the run. Um, there's been lots and lots of talk about, you know, Tristan. Thompson. We need to play him. All yeah. around, everybody. Maybe all Tristan Thompson needs to be need playing, to play. me, you know, yeah. 16 to 18 minutes and, and Robert Williams playing that 25 to 28 minute role. Yeah. Um, there's been lots of there's been lots of backlash on that. So, you know, maybe we do see him steadily increase. You know, I know, you know, Stevens mentioned he wanted to keep his minutes low, make sure he doesn't get hurt. Um, but you know, at the same time, it's like you got to play the guy, right? You know, if, you, if, you, if you're not playing the best him, center on the team, right? Like, yeah, like if you're not going to play him, then trade him or something. You know, right. like, well, you know, it's kind of ridiculous to have a you know Tristan Thompson who's I don't know 37 years old. It feels like, and <laughs> you've got Robert Williams who's absolutely smashing a young guy. He can do everything that Thompson can do plus block shots, right? Like so, uh, yeah, I, I'm yeah. with you there. Uh, flip side matchup here. I mean, listen, if Jeff Green is ruled out again, Deontay yeah. Jordan's at $4,900. I mean, the, the guy's playing yeah. almost 30 minutes a night with the with those guys ruled out, and yeah. the, the production has been there. So, I mean, Deontay Jordan under 5K is a, is a really big steal. Yeah, I totally do not mind Deontay Jordan at that price. Um, I feel like it's right under 5K. It's, it's easily manageable, and I think both GPP, especially if Jeff Green's out, um, you know, Claxton's not going to see more minutes, I don't think. No, no, he's just he's locked into his fifteen to seven. Exactly, you know. So I think Johnny Jordan is still going to be that guy for Brooklyn. I feel like you know this is a really exploitable matchup. We've talked about um, how Boston can definitely be exploited in the front court. So definitely don't mind that. Um, you know, Kelly Olynyk against Orlando. Um, if you you know Dwight Howard, obviously we were getting there at three yeah. point. Yeah, it's, Dwight it's, Dwight at three point eight is going to be the chalk. I it's, mean, it's, you know, it's easy. Um, are you still buying into Patton? Or I am. You, yep. yep, still buying into Patton. The minutes have been there. They still don't have a center. You know, no, they didn't bring up anybody to play center. You know, it's uh, he didn't start the other day, and I was terrified. And he came off the bench, still played twenty six minutes, and gave me thirty eight fantasy. Points. Yeah, he's so, putting up blocks and steals, giving you good, decent rebound numbers, giving you around ten, you know, six to ten points a game. You know, twenty nine and thirty eight uh, Fanduel fantasy points in his last two. Um, yeah. yeah, he just he just comes good. off, and it's a good matchup against Sacramento. Yep. That, you yes. know, they need somebody to go up against Holmes and Bagley. So I can't imagine this is a PJ Tucker game. You know, like <laughs> this just feels like a spot. Is it, where is it should... ever really a PJ Tucker game? Well, well, in, in <laughs> only, Houston, only they in think top shots. Yeah, in Houston, they think so. And Patton is still under. I'm sorry, he's he's still four K on Fanduel. Yeah. He did get a bump up on DraftKings. Uh, on DraftKings, I don't think we play Pat anymore. He's five thousand dollars. Dwight Howard is fifty three. I probably yeah, just pay up for a while. Yeah, I, I think I probably you know trust that a little bit more, especially if he's in the starting lineup against Chicago, um, where at least at four K, like it's still within reason yeah. uh, to take a one look more, at him. So. One more question: How do you feel about the Cody Zeller situation in, in Charlotte? Mm. I mean, he hasn't played, but I didn't know. Yeah. If he, he's been hurt. He's back now, though. He was, he was injured there before the break, right? Like, he's okay. You know, I, I don't know what the rotation is going to be like now that everybody's back. Well, in let, health, let me right? put it this way. If he starts against Plumlee, how do you feel about him? 
I mean, easily not a cash play, but tournament. No, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go there. I think there's too many other high usage guys there. Plus, like, he's going to get rotated out. Like, what's his minute ceiling? His minute ceiling's in the mid-20s there, so. I mean, it is a good spot, though. You can't deny that Detroit is. is, No, it is. They've been the worst against the center spot. Yep. I I think it is. That's a good point. Um, Anyway, yeah, that's, I mean, that was it. That's That was the last bit that I had. Yeah, I'm trying to see what uh, Stephen Adams only played 25 minutes. All right, I was just wondering what Adams did against Minnesota. Yeah, uh, yeah but that, that's it. I mean, there's a lot to get to on the slate today. Uh, full playbook content and everything will be out for everybody listening. Uh, if you have any questions, you know where to find us on Twitter and chat. We'll have all those things for you as well. Uh, sure. But for now, for Sean and myself, we will catch you guys next time.